Today's sermon is kind of a follow-up uh, on last week, which seems like a really long time ago. <laughs> but I think it was faith by love, right? Faith by love. And, and so I want to continue on, on in the faith vein. And the, the, uh, the title of today's sermon is Aga Faith. Aga Faith. University of Georgia. Oh, what's the mascot? Uga? Who is that? Huh? Bulldog. Oh, no. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> or, subtitle, or secondary title, Bulldog Fame. Bulldog Fame. Where I graduated high school in Okeechobee, Florida, I mean, big Florida flathead, you know. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy tells the story. I don't know. Maybe I'll find it this way. She was a cheerleader at Fort Myers, and they came and played us in football. And she says they had to step around the cow patties, you know, so they could do the cheerleaders. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But she married me. She still has no voice on that stuff. Um. She, <laughs> um Anyway, when we graduated from high school, uh, one of the favorite activities was hog hunting. Hog hunting. How many of you ever been hog hunting? Yeah. yeah. Some of you have. Yeah. Yeah. And they're different styles. They're different styles. But mostly, these guys would use pit bulls in, in the hog hunting. And the reason they would use pit to get, you know, to actually catch the hogs. And the reason they use them is, is that the bulldog, the pit bulls, were not afraid of the hogs. And when they latched on to the hog, they would not let go. It's even hard for the owners to beat them off that hog. I mean, we're talking tenacious, focused, latching on. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a saying it goes like this, like a pit bull on a hog. Like a pit bull on a hog. If you haven't heard it, you've heard it now, you may use it freely. Like a pit bull, bull on a hog. So, our, our, it's going to be about like a pit bull on a hog. That kind of tenacity. I want to read last Sunday's intro to set this up. Faith. I can't see it. But I can see its results. I can see it when a person is most of the time up and positive, contrasting the mostly negative and sarcastic personality. Faith in an all-powerful, all-loving God who is involved in our lives gives us an overall different outlook on life. Faith manifests itself in a trusting and secure nature. Faith manifests itself in a trusting and secure nature. That's who we are in Christ Jesus, our Savior. Faith is a gift from Father God to believe in His awesome Son. And that brings to us a personal and complete salvation. Faith brings us true life, wholeness, and right standing with God, our Father, loved. Forgiven, accepted, gifted with His righteousness. 
So moving on. Tenacity shows. Tenacity shows. You can see it in people. You can see it in share. Oh, oh my goodness. Tenacity shows. And that hang in there mentality is part of who we are in Jesus. Jesus hung in there. Literally. He models that. And we have his DNA when we're born again, right? So there's a hang in there attitude and character that has been given to us. It's not a give up attitude. Although sometimes I feel like it. In fact, you know, this morning, I mean, I was like last night, by the time I hit Skater Road, <laughs> I was I'm ready to crash. And this morning, I did not want to come in. I really didn't, you know? And it's just like, okay, bulldog. <laughs> you know? Are you gonna be a are you gonna be a what's that thing y'all have? A chihuahua? Or something like that? Am I gonna be a chihuahua? Or am I gonna be a bulldog, you know? I mean I just had to make that decision. Of course, I didn't tell Catherine because Catherine. But that's not who I am in the Lord. But I had a choice this morning. I had a choice this morning. And we have choices all along the way, right? You know, are we going to exercise the faith that we've been given or are we going to succumb to some feeling, right? So that's where faith comes in. That hang in the mentality. The Holy Spirit endows us with that character trait. It's up to us to make the moment-by-moment moment choices that move it into the realm of reality. Daily, weekly, yearly, and hopefully a lifetime reality. Let's read some scriptures. In Colossians 1, 21-23, Paul Paul says how we were and how we are and where our hope needs to be. So listen to this. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed, watch this, if indeed you continue in the faith. How about this one? Firmly established. How about this one? And steadfast. Come on, Augustus. And not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Not moved away from the hope of the gospel. See, this is a critical ingredient here. The hope of the gospel. Where our eyes are, that hope thing is huge. Faith and hope are so tied. Because our faith is in Jesus, who is our... Amen. So, not moved away from the hope of the gospel, the good news that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven. That's a good one. And of which I, Paul, was made a minister. We are different now. We 
are different now. So latch on and don't let go. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, New American Standard. Therefore, since we have so great, and I read this a couple of weeks ago. Therefore, since we have a so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us or besets us. And let us run with endurance. Amen. The race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher or perfecter of faith, our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you, watch this, you may not grow weary and lose heart. So that you may not grow weary and lose heart. And on the heels of that, look at Galatians 6 9 in the King James Version. Let us not be weary. In well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. Do we have a hope of that? Do we have faith in that? We shall reap if we faint not. Isn't that good? Now I have to say, when we do faint, he's right there. Amen? We've got to understand that. We've got to know that. Because sometimes some of us, perhaps, grew up in in, in in an environment where we understood that if we walk away from God or if we're misbehaving and someone called that sinning <laughs> right you may as well call it sinning because God forgives sin he doesn't forgive mistakes right? or, you know like you know thing. he just forgives sin that's what he died for but anyway and as we walk away from God somehow we get this picture that God is way over there somewhere He's way over. that is so wrong We've got to understand that God is right here. He's closer than any other person. Yeah. Closer than our brother. He lives in us. He surrounds us. Right? He's, he's, he's sitting next to the throne of God praying for us. You know, making intercession. I mean, He's busy about us. And no matter how far we go, He is right there. All we need to do is turn around. And he said, whoa, I didn't know you were right there. It's like, really scary. But we do need, we need to understand that. And so, we have faith that he will redeem us. But, at the same time, he's saying, you know what? I don't want you to have to do that. I want you to hang in there. I want you to endure. I want you to persevere. Want, you know, and this is like, you know, some people are afraid to preach that kind of stuff. But you know what? It's all in there. It's all in there. Watch Galatians 9 in the message. I love it. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Amen? Don't give up or quit. See, this sermon is really for me. I'm just, you know, <laughs> probably for me. Um, but I'm just going to share it with you all. Um, and hope you uh, can get something out of it. So, <clears throat> let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. First Timothy. This is good. First Timothy 6, 11 and 12. This is New American Standard. But flee from these things, you man of God. And that includes, uh, you know, that's back in the day when man meant 
mankind. But then women, you know, right, women and men. And still in the language, English language, uh, it's, it's the inclusive key. And, and I hope you can be okay with that. Um, I'm going to go with that. Um, but flee from these things, you women of God. Just kidding. Men and women and children. People who are gods. No, not gods. Yeah, okay. God's possessive. And pursue, pursue, pursue. Well, you told us to rest. Yeah, rest in your salvation, but pursue righteousness. Yeah, but I thought God, I thought that we were the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like you gave us righteousness, you clothed us with righteousness and everything. Yes, I did. And I want you to pursue it. Amen? Pursue righteousness. You know, if He hadn't given us to us, we wouldn't even have opportunity to pursue it. Right? Think about it. Hmm? I mean, you could have pursued a long time, but you wouldn't have got any, right? But in this case, we get it. Pursue righteousness. Pursue godliness. Pursue faith. Pursue love. Pursue perseverance. Why do you put that one in there? Pursue perseverance. I try to avoid perseverance. Pursue perseverance. And gentleness. Is that not good? Pursue gentleness. And, and, and that's not weakness. That's not weakness at all. Gentleness is a powerful work of the Holy Spirit in you and me. In fact, it's a fruit of the Spirit's presence in us, right? Gentleness. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Men of God, be gentle men. It's godly. Now watch this. In verse 12. Fight. The good fight of faith. I've heard a lot of sermons on that little phrase. And some horrific, ex, you know, well, eisegesis. But fight, I mean, fight the good fight of faith. And so, I think Paul then begins to explain what he means by that. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold. When you see fight the good fight of faith, think this. Take hold. Other. I mean, Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession. You believe in your heart? Best of your mouth. The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Does that make sense to y'all? Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Amen. Colossians 2. New American Standard. Paul writing again. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline. Oh. <laughs> we went to this thing called Discipline Life of Christ. Oh boy. Okay. A very positively influenced, positive influence in, in <laughs> Y'all remember that? <laughs> they met there. Yep. And now look. <laughs> See, they, 
They were, they were obedient at that time. They didn't have any idea they'd be doing this kind of stuff. No way. No way. Sorry if I use y'all as an example. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Hey. Rejoicing to see your good discipline. And watch this. The stability of your faith in Christ. That's the good fight. That's the good fight. It's not how many demons you can slay. Are you with me? Is that enough said? And then he goes on, verse 6, As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, which is very critical, therefore have received, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Walk in Him. Having been firmly rooted. Is that what it says up there? Firmly rooted. Okay, I'm going to ask you to say the next thing. Firmly rooted. And now being? Yes. In Him and established in your faith. That sounds like, yeah, that sounds pretty permanent, doesn't it? That doesn't sound like wishy-washy. Just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude, which that's a whole other subject, but gratitude is critical. 2 Timothy 4, 5 and 8. This is at the end of uh, Paul's life. And uh, he's looking back and, and encouraging Timothy because Timothy will carry on the ministry there in Ephesus. <clears throat> and he says this, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And in the future, here's the whole part, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. That is where the hope and the faith come together. We hope for this point, but we also look forward when things are crazy. We look forward to when He appears. We like it when He appears in our personal devotion time. We like it when He appears in a Sunday morning. We like it when He appears in a Bible study. We like it, right? We hope, we look forward to Him appearing when Joe and Ivan are here. There is a hope, but there's then the ultimate hope is that we love disappearing when he comes to get us and take us home so that where he is we may be also forever for eternity. Amen? And so that's the hope that we have. And so we place our faith in him and that hope is there. Isn't it good? We love disappearing. Hebrews 11.1 1, last scripture in the Amplified Version or Paraphrase is a bird. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Being the proof of things 
we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real, as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Whew. So our faith is in the God of hope. Our faith is not in our faith, but it's placed in the faith that He gave us in His Son Jesus and loving His appearing. So hang in there with some serious Aga faith. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful for the gift of faith. Lord, we are grateful that you sent your Son to purchase us so that we might have a hope and a future. Lord, we love your appearing. And God, I just pray for each person in this room that they would fight the good fight of faith and hold on to that faith that's been placed in your dear Son who commanded us to say to, yeah, love one another. Hey, don't forget to share that love. Oh, oh, okay. Bob Crawford has a word, and I do recognize him. Do you have one? So you just thought you were dismissed. Well, uh, what I wanted to do is just say an appreciation to all the guys that have served in the military. And the reason I want to say that, we have a time through the year that we do that. But right now, there's a series going on, uh, the Vietnam series on TV. Some of you are watching that. And, you know, while that's been going on, I, I just thank of all you guys. Um, I could have been one of you. My draft number was really high. I got a letter when I was in college saying that I would go with my my grades dropped so low. But uh, I met I had some guys that were there with me that had just come out of I mean some real mess, and uh, they were close to guys that were there in school. Uh, we really cared for um, And so I know you fellows that uh, served over there and then others that have just served in various other places and, and been a part of that. And it's just been a, kind of something close to me right now. And uh, I don't know what these uh, programs have brought up throughout if you've seen any of them or not, or whoever might have seen some of them, I don't know if any of them have, but I'm sure all kinds of emotions and everything have been uh, coming up. So I just wanted to lift you up and speak blessings on you and say thank you to each one of you and uh, just hope that we could all love them 
is love of uh, I appreciate you. And Father, I speak blessings on these guys and gals now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you have poured yourself on them to love them and to strengthen them. And we just uh, say thank you, Father, and we also say thank you to these men. Blessings. Go and be strong in the Lord. Feel the love of God all about you. And we appreciate it. If anybody would like prayer, there will be people right here that will pray with you. And if you have questions or anything like that, please feel free. Uh, don't forget your children. You are just nice.